Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome in. Good to see you on this Wednesday. Is it Wednesday already? Yeah, this uh, Wednesday morning. This is Mike in the morning. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me as you always are. And uh, forgive me for the appearance, all right? I uh, I am trying to get into shape, and uh, I've been doing a lot of running over the last few months and uh, knew the rain was coming this afternoon and just had to get one in this morning. And, uh, of course, my wife is set to go to work soon, so i got to get this done as soon as possible. And so I look uh, like I just uh, took a shower. So forgive me, uh, but hey, that's okay. Most of you actually listen in podcast form anyway. I mean, we had, you know, a thousand people watch this yesterday, uh, more so on the podcast. And for that, I thank all of you. But today we're talking baseball. There's, I don't know if you guys have heard, there's a pretty significant series going on in Starkville this weekend. So who has the edge? And I'm not going to just say, Mississippi State is a better team right now, and that'll be it. Um, I'm going to look at it, you know, hitting, fielding, pitching, stuff like that, starting pitching, relief pitching, and so on. Who's got the edge going into this series this weekend? And then I saw something awesome. Let me rephrase that. I was reminded of an awesome player in baseball last night, and I think that his skill set may be something we've never actually seen before. So we'll get to all that first real quick. If you're watching on stream, good morning. Glad to see you. This does get uploaded uh, on YouTube. So search my name, Michael Borky. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Ring the notification bell. Uh, I've got some ideas and plans coming for YouTube this fall when football season comes around. But for now, this gets uploaded there every single day live as well. So if YouTube is your preferred method, you can find it there. This also gets uploaded in podcast form wherever you get them. Uh, Mike in the morning on iTunes. Michael Borky will turn up results in Spotify. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, and a review. But enough of that. Let's talk baseball. So uh, we talked about this on the radio a little bit yesterday because I, I was just thinking out loud, really. Um, I have been – I've lived in Mississippi for 11 years. I have worked in media for th- – this is year seven. So I took a job in the with Super Talk in the fall of 2014. So, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Wow, this is year seven for me. Um, So, this is year seven actually working, like, for a media company. Uh, And, of course, my four years in college. You guys could correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember a series, a regular season series, of course, that generated the kind of buzz that this one is uh, upcoming this weekend. Again, I could be wrong. I could be mistaking one that I missed somewhere along the way. But, uh, I mean, you've got two, I mean, what should be top five teams, but Ole Miss is sixth. Uh, Two teams ranked incredibly high. Obviously, that's important. And, of course, it's the rivalry between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. But I, I do not remember a series that has had this amount of 
buzz attached to it. It doesn't feel like a football game because that's a completely different animal, but this is the closest thing that I have felt to a football kind of buzz to this rivalry that wasn't, in fact, a football game. In my 11 years in the state of Mississippi, I don't remember a regular season weekend as the rain begins. I don't remember a regular season weekend that had this much buzz uh, behind it. I mean, I I live in the Jackson area. I don't live in either one of the towns, but I can feel it here. I mean, talking to people and stuff like that, I mean, there is a real, true, actual buzz about a baseball series. And again, I think it's in part because of how highly ranked these two teams are, but also think there's a bit of a pent-up, you can call it pent-up demand, if you will, uh, because of COVID. We didn't get this series last year. We get it this year. So we're a... We're two years removed from the last time these two teams played against each other. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am for this series because I think it's two teams that still, even with Ole Miss losing the last two weekends, um, and I told you after Mississippi State got swept by Arkansas that I still believe they were a good team. All of their goals were in front of them. They were going to be fine, and they went ahead and routed off, what is it, eight in a row now, and uh, swept two SEC series. I told you, blind squirrel, finding a nut, all that good stuff. And I still think Ole Miss is entirely capable of being an Omaha team, Uh, even without Tim Elko. I mean, you saw uh, that offense light up Arkansas without him this past weekend. And I think their starting pitching is good enough, even with their bullpen issues, to get them to that kind of a place. I think these are two teams still to this day. I think these are two teams that are capable of going to Omaha and making a run at a championship. I believe that. So, I'm excited for it because of that, of course. Getting to see two what I think are heavyweights battle it out is going to be awesome. And then when you put in the rare thing nowadays anyway, where you're going to have a pat to the Gill Stadium. And we just we don't get that. We haven't gotten that in a year really anywhere except for Arlington and then here in the state of Mississippi. Packed out stadium. The atmosphere is going to be incredible. And I, I hate to... um be a Debbie Downer this morning, but um, enjoy the full stadium while you can because I have reason to believe that regionals and super regionals will have a capacity limitation. As I understand it currently, they are expecting 25%, which would just be just awful. But... This weekend, not going to be the case. You've got incredible atmospheres coming. You've got two teams that are capable of winning a championship, in my opinion, going at it. I cannot wait for this series. I'm sad I'm not going to be able to go. I wish I could go to all three games. But here's a little inside a little inside baseball for you. Um, I, you know, I don't have to cover the games, right? I, I, I don't write for a publication. I don't have a deadline. I'm not even really a journalist. I'm a commentator an opinion guy. There's a difference between that and journalism. I would go to more games. I'd like to if I if I lived in the area, but COVID especially ruined it this past year. But if I'm going to go to a game, I don't want to sit in a stuffy press box around a bunch of people that I probably wouldn't like. And uh, they're there working. And I'm not there working. I'm just consuming. You know, I, I don't have a deadline to write. I, I want to go to these games 
and sit back and enjoy myself. Like if I were to go to Starfield this weekend, I'd want to go find somebody that was willing to take me in in the left field lounge and have some food and have a beer or two and enjoy the environment. And then I'll rewatch the game later so I can be prepared for work come Monday. But that's just me. You know, I, I don't want to sit in a stuffy press box. I want to be out there, you know, engaging with the fans and being a part of the atmosphere. And I, I would love to be there. But I love my family more, and I don't want to use a mortgage payment on buying tickets for this series. I mean, the secondary market prices are absurd, and I love it. I just It's going to cost people more to go to the baseball games this weekend than like every football game last year. It's insane, and uh, I love you guys for it. But uh, because of that and because of how I like to go to these games, which is not sitting up in a stuffy press box, sandwiched in between Brian Haydad and, uh, you know, a guy from the Clarion Ledger or whatever, I want to be out in the outfield having beers and eating food and hanging out with you guys, you know, like a real, you know, like the real fan. Uh, I'm not spending $300 a day to be able to do that. So I will... Uh, I'll be consuming from home myself, but I cannot wait for this series. You've got big atmosphere. You've got big teams. You've got first-round pick caliber arms. It's going to be awesome, and I can't wait. Um, by the way, we talked about this on the radio yesterday, too. Poor John Rice Plumley. <laughs> so I think based on the way it looked uh, when they went to Tuscaloosa, um, that he'll take it well. But Plumley specifically will have more ammo, or the, the Mississippi State students will have more ammo on John Rice Plumley than any other player. Like, they've got to be really careful when they talk junk to McCants, by the way, if he's playing center field. We'll see if Bianco tinkers with that lineup. He played third last night. But if McCants is in center field, State students can't really yell at him. They can't talk about his mom or his sister if he's got one. They, they can't do any st- anything like that because McCants' little brother is committed to play at Mississippi State. So you can't say dirty things about his mom because his brother is going to go play for Mississippi State. they got to tread lightly. But for Plumley, I mean, if he's – and again, he may take it in stride. I don't know. But there is nobody on that field that will have provided more ammunition just by existing to the Mississippi State students – uh, than John Rice Plumley. I mean, we were even handing state students some heckles yesterday. I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of times he's going to hear about how Matt Corral took his starting job. <laughs> Corral doesn't play baseball, too. You're lucky. You're lucky Corral doesn't play baseball. He'd take your job here, too. That kind of stuff. I mean, it's going to be constant. And then the piano thing, and I, I assume... I mean, I'm not giving away anything. I mean, apparently he's been dating a girl, and so her name is going to be known by everybody. That poor kid, he's just going to get it if he's playing center field. McCants, not so much because they can't. But poor Plumley, man. I mean, he's going to hear about how he lost his starting job. He's going to hear, I mean, ugh. They should just sing Piano Man at him when he takes the field the first time. That was my suggestion yesterday. Just get everybody in the fraternity section to start singing Piano Man as Palomli takes the field the first time. That's what I would do. But uh, I'm years removed from college, so I don't know if my uh, heckling game is going to be that good. Um, Andrew, I didn't know this. He said, it kills me that they didn't sell unlimited student tickets. Oh, that's a shame, man. I didn't know they did that. I'm surprised that uh, 
So I think Mississippi State's being a little bit more restrictive than Ole Miss is right now, as far as that goes. I didn't know that they they capped student tickets. That's a shame. I un- I, I understand why they're doing it, liability stuff like that. I, I certainly get it, but that stinks. I did not know that they were doing that this weekend. But uh, anyway, all right. As far as the games themselves, who has the advantage? Obviously, Mississippi State is, uh, when you're talking about momentum and performance lately, I mean, Ole Miss has had a tougher couple of series with Florida and Arkansas than Kentucky and Auburn, but Mississippi State has swept two series in a row. They've got to feel really good about themselves right now, whereas Ole Miss has lost a couple series in a row. Uh, gave 19 free bases between 17 walks and two hit batters on Sunday. They scored 14 runs in an SEC game and lost by four. Uh, That's got a sting. So momentum is certainly in Mississippi State's favor. And, of course, home field advantage here means something. 99% of college baseball doesn't really mean anything. Like you're sleeping in a hotel instead of your apartment bed or whatever. But – you don't feel an atmosphere in 99% of college baseball. That will not be the case this weekend. While Ole Miss players are used to playing in the SEC and they understand what big home crowds are like, it's different for sure. And so State has an advantage there as well. But what about everything else? Uh, For example, starting pitching. Who's got the advantage on the mound starting pitching? Um, I think that leans Ole Miss. So if I had to pick one, uh, because of Friday and Saturday. Now, Ole Miss is doing uh, kind of an experiment on, not an experiment, but they're making changes on Sunday. So uh, they've just really not had good starts on Sunday at all from Diamond. I mean, quite frankly, he's just been bad. And uh, Mike Bianco is making a change. Drew McDaniel is going to be the uh, starter on Sunday. I would give Mississippi State advantage on Sunday on the mound, but Friday and Saturday – I do believe that Ole Miss has the better starter on Friday and Saturday. Now, it's really close because if I told you either on Friday or Saturday, Mississippi State from either one of their starters got seven innings, 11 strikeouts, and one earned run, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even open your eyes wide. It would just be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. They're capable of doing that for sure. So it's very close or closer uh, but I do believe that between Hoagland and Nikhazy, Ole Miss on Friday and Saturday has the advantage in starting pitching. But overall pitching, when you look at closer, while Broadway's electric, I think Sims, I mean, one of the best maybe in baseball, um, pitching depth is definitely advantage Mississippi State. So starters, I think Friday and Saturday advantage Ole Miss. Bullpen depth advantage Mississippi State. And again, Sims is just electric, but Advantage Mississippi State there for sure, in my opinion, and I think most everybody's opinion. I don't know how hot that actually is. Uh, Definitely advantage Mississippi State there. Uh, That's where Ole Miss struggles. If they can get Hoagland to go seven innings, Nikhazy to go six and two-thirds, that will really help them. But if Mississippi State can really work counts, uh, get their pitch counts up, chase them after five innings or something like that, and get to Ole Miss's bullpen, big-time advantage Mississippi State. Because Ole Miss has shown you, uh, or definitely showed you last weekend, umpire squeezing pitchers or not, uh, that they've got issues in the pen right now. 
Um, starter's great. You've got a couple of arms that are electric, Broadway, like I said, but everything else is just kind of a wash, you know, just not very good. Um, a bunch of guys that either are walking too many people or giving up too many hits. Uh, Mississippi State, definite advantage overall. Pitching, bullpen, specifically starters, at least Friday and Saturday, I think advantage Ole Miss. Um, hitting uh, is is advantage Ole Miss, at least statistically. Now, they've only had one weekend without Tim Elko, but that weekend was very good. Uh, when you look at um, in conference play only, Ole Miss leads the SEC in batting average, on-base percentage, runs scored, hits, runs batted in. They are second in slugging percentage, third in doubles, uh, second in total bases. I mean, Ole Miss right now, they get walked the fourth most in the SEC. By the way, Mississippi State leads the SEC and hits by pitch. I know that that was a running joke. Um, what was it? Rowdy Jordan got plunked like four times by Auburn. I saw somebody say that uh, uh, he was walking to class on Monday and somehow got hit by an Auburn pitcher. I thought that was funny. Um, but Ole Miss leads the SEC in, in most every major statistical category. Uh, so when you're talking about overall hitting, even without Tim Elko, because Ole Miss looked good this past weekend, uh, that is advantage Ole Miss for sure as far as hitting goes. Uh, for what it's worth, Mississippi State's the best team in the SEC and not striking out. Uh, only Think about this. In conference play, only 77 strikeouts. You want to know what's crazy? Vanderbilt has almost double the strikeouts. This is Vanderbilt hitters, not pitchers. Vanderbilt hitters have almost double the strikeouts as Mississippi State. So although Ole Miss's offense has performed better so far in conference play, Mississippi State makes it tough for you. Uh, they do not strike out. Uh, so you've got to play well in the field. Uh, you got to pitch to contact because they don't strike out. Again, Vanderbilt double in strikeouts over uh, Mississippi State. So starting pitching, Ole Miss, uh, I would say two to one advantage. Uh, overall pitching, definitely Mississippi State. Home field advantage, definitely Mississippi State. Momentum, definitely Mississippi State. Hitting, definitely Ole Miss, in my opinion. Uh, fielding is basically a wash. Um, Ole Miss is slightly better in fielding percentage, but it's barely anything really at all. Um, so that's basically a wash. I know that's gotten both teams into trouble. Uh, Mississippi State, I mean, especially against Arkansas. One dropped what should have been a routine fly ball led to uh, a three-run home run, as you you guys see Batman for the first time. You see him? That's our cat. I'm pointing the wrong direction. Yeah, how about that? He uh, he hides most of the time. Yeah. He's warming up to the dogs and the baby, for sure. That was my wife's cat originally, but uh, yeah, he's just hanging out. I didn't know he was in here. Um, anyway, sorry. So, uh, fielding's basically a wash. Um Whoever plays the cleanest game, I mean, might have an advantage here considering both teams have had fielding mistakes that have led to losses. McCants in center took a couple of bad angles that essentially led to a loss in Gainesville that changed that series. Like I said, Mississippi State dropped routine infield fly ball, led to a three-run home run from Arkansas and opened up a game there uh, in that series sweep. So uh, the team that plays the cleanest game, Cleanest weekend, I should say, probably uh, 
has a great chance of actually winning the thing. I mean, I think the margin for error in this series is very, very small. So um, who's got the advantage uh, overall? I ran through it, didn't I? Starting pitching, 2-1 to Ole Miss. Overall pitching, Mississippi State. Hitting Ole Miss, fielding Wash. Um, It's going to be a tight one this weekend. It's going to be, at least I think so. It's going to be a really tight one. I don't think a sweep is coming in either direction. I highly doubt blowouts are coming in either direction. I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait for this. Uh, I mentioned the fielding percentage thing. I I didn't actually give you the number. So Ole Miss is fifth in the SEC at at 980, and Mississippi State is 11th, but it's 974. So like I said, it's uh, pretty much a wash uh, there. Ole Miss likes to run a little bit, and uh, Mississippi State has been excellent in preventing steals. Only three in SEC play. Can you imagine that? Only three in SEC play. Um, Excuse me, only two in SEC play. I was looking at Arkansas. Mississippi State has two stolen bases against in conference play. That leads the conference. Uh, LSU's given up 14. They're bad. They're very bad. So, if uh, keys to this weekend, and we'll talk about it again on Friday, I'm sure, but if Mississippi State can find a way to work the pitch counts high of Gunnar Hoagland and Doug Nikhazy, uh, I mean, that would be a big deal for them because getting to Ole Miss's bullpen uh, would be advantage Mississippi State. If Ole Miss can continue to hit at this level uh, that they've been on so far, I mean, they crushed Arkansas, Arkansas pitching. They were great in Gainesville. Can they continue this momentum another week without Tim Elko? How do they respond to the crowd? Because they did go to Gainesville. They played a road series. They went to Tuscaloosa. They played two road series. Limited crowds, not big atmospheres like the one they're going to get this weekend. So can this young team, can McCanson Center, for example, um, can he handle this? Uh, we we shall see. Uh, Hoagland and Nikhazy have been there, done that. What about McDaniel on Sunday now? Getting his first start this year in front of, what, nine, ten thousand 10,000 people. It's different. So can Ole Miss handle the road environment? Can Mississippi State chase Hoagland and Nikhazy early to get to Ole Miss's bullpen? Can these teams play clean defensively? There are your keys to the series. And my friends, I cannot wait uh, to watch baseball. You'll never hear me say that again. (laughs) Um, I cannot wait to watch the series uh, this weekend. Speaking of baseball, I saw something last night. And it led me to have uh, an opinion that some people didn't take too kindly to, but I understand that's uh, that's the business. So what happened last night in and of itself is not um, all that special. So uh, Shohei Otani uh, hit a little dribbler to the shortstop, a routine ground ball. I mean, just standard routine ground ball, and he beat it out running at 29.5 feet per second. Uh, Ronald Acuna the other night ran 30 feet per second, for example. So, wow, that is blazing. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's absolutely blazing. He's, I mean, just routine ground ball, he beats out at first at running 29 and a half feet per second. That is blazing. And I said, it was a question, is this the most overall talented guy to ever play the game? Ever is a big, strong word, but the most overall talented guy to ever play the game. And I asked that question because maybe I have a short memory, but I don't know anybody recently that has played baseball 
that can hit at a career. He had a bad year last year in 44 games, hit below 200. But he's a career 275 hitter, and he hits home runs. He hits for power. He's got, obviously, elite speed. He can play center field. He can play the outfield. Uh, has done it. Does it well. And also throws 100 miles an hour plus on the mound. His ERA is not great. It's in the fours. But starting pitcher who throws over 100, has got high-level speed, can play good outfield, and also hit 275. Because there's a difference. And the reason why I said this, and some people got a, got like angry. One guy told me just to stop or whatever. Um, there's a difference between talent and great player, right? Because I had somebody tell me that, oh, he's not the best player on, on his team. Well, no, but overall talent, I don't see Mike Trout going on the mound and throwing 100 miles an hour. So you would take Trout currently over Otani maybe, but Trout doesn't do what Otani does. Is 275 or 272, whatever it is, is that great? No. Is a four ERA great? No. Um, is his speed? Well, his speed is high level. But is, is he the fastest guy out there? No. Is he the best outfielder in the world? No. But he does all of those things. And I don't know anybody else that does that. Talent is different than great player. Tom Brady has never, ever been the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Never. You could probably argue that he hasn't been a top 10 as far as pure talent, just talent. You could argue that Brady's never been a top 10 talent guy in the NFL. But he's a, the best player ever. There's a difference. Talent, potential are kind of the same thing. I'm not saying Shohei Otani is the best baseball player to ever live. No, I'm saying that I do not know of a guy that has that did all of this at this kind of level. I don't know a guy that can hit 275, play outfield, run like that, and throw 100-plus on the mound as a starting pitcher. That's what I'm talking about. The most overall talented player that I, that I know of. And all the dissenters that didn't like my question could not provide an answer of a player that can do everything that he's done on a baseball field. Who has done that? Elite speed, good outfielder, 100-plus on the mound, hits tank bombs and averages 275 with a really bad third season last year. Who else has done that? I don't think anybody. I think we have, right in front of our eyes, and it's a shame that Bally Sports is such an embarrassment. You can never watch this guy. Um, but you have somebody that might be like all-time special if he stays healthy and continues on this path. I can't wait to see him more. Because I cannot think of a player that's done all of this at the same time. Elite speed, good enough outfielder, great hitter, relatively speaking, throws 100-plus on the mound as a starting pitcher. Nobody else is doing that. There's a difference between talent and player. Tom Brady's never been the most talented. He's been the best player for 15 years. There's a difference. There's a big, big difference. Tim Duncan wasn't the most talented. Wasn't the best athlete. One of the greatest to ever live. There's more to being a player than just talent. 
But when you're talking about pure talent, nobody has yet to come to me with a player that has done what Otani is doing on a baseball field right now. Doesn't mean he's the best player, but nobody else can do what he's doing right now. It's incredibly impressive. I can't wait to watch him more. This is who baseball needs to be marketing. This guy. I know he's he's not American and, and stuff like that, and I don't care. Market this guy. Come see a guy start on the mound, throw 100, and hit home runs. I'm in. So, anyway. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this morning. As you always do, don't forget to subscribe to YouTube or the podcast, leave a rating and a review. And if you guys know somebody that can do what Otani's doing, please let me know because I have not had a single person tell me a player that has more overall talent than Otani. So um, if you know, let me know because I have yet to be told uh, an answer. Anyway, you guys have a great rest of your day. It's only Wednesday. It's a shame it's only Wednesday, but uh, a big series coming up this weekend. So hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.